this is no, this is the media majors the podcast stop singing stop singing with the beat this is media majors i'm liam senior this is tom lockney tom jesus christ this is the this is the this is the theme this is gonna be the theme of the podcast and you are singing over it never this is media majors Hello, listeners. Welcome to 2017. Everything's good now. Everything isn't it so nice that everything's perfect we now? S- we solved all the problems. Yeah, Donald Trump had a heart attack. Um, he choked on lasagna. Yeah, Mike Pence evaporated into a in, <laughs> into a cloud of dust after choking on more lasagna. Yep, and Ben Carson was like, you know what? You're right, I am unqualified. I probably shouldn't do this And he thing. killed himself by choking on his own lasagna. <laughs> and now Joe Biden's our president. Isn't that fucking rad? Joe Biden is going to be our 45th Fifth. president. Our national bird has been turned into an air guitar solo. Yeah. Under Joe Everything Biden. Everything is a totally kosher. No <laughs> Oh, oh my God, Tom, we were thrown out of that perfect dimension and thrown into the real one. Oh, Donald Trump has not choked on Lausanne. No. Ah, uh, did you like that uh, a bit of radio uh, sound effects I did? The yeah, that's yeah. the that's like the telltale sign that you're switching dimensions. Some expert foley work. No, this is media majors in this ghoulish hell reality of 2017. We're basically two like tin tin pots away from being a a post-apocalyptic radio bunker yeah but you know what we're here we're here to keep you informed on major media throughout this ghoulish ghastly year year. angar year um what do we do on this podcast tom talking about interesting stories from our respective mediums my name is tom lockney and i like internet culture and video games my name's Liam Sr., and I wish I had a fun little sing-songy thing, but unfortunately, I just like movies and TVs. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start us off today, because we've both got short stories. After but... our uh, huge live episode, which oh, yeah. will be out when this is released. Apologies for the delay, but some of the audio files were cursed. Yeah, they tried to murder us. So we fought them off. With lasagna. <laughs> yeah, we fought them off like we're going to fight this oppressive government. Liam. Yeah. Senior. That's what they call me. Do you know. The Muffin Man. About Clover Gender. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> you said two oh. words. I know what clovers are. I know what gender is. A construct. You're part of the way there. Yay. You've got the nomenclature down. The year of 2017 is off to a rough start. A little bit. Not super great. And part of that includes Clover Gender. Uh-oh. On December 31st, on a little website no. called 4chan. No! Oh! Why? Oh, the kiss of death. It ju- we just talked about it. We just did. Fact. We just did. And I'm going to and I'm going to put forth another trigger warning. If you are uh, are going to be triggered by uh, not as serious as the last episode, but um, pedophilia, transphobia, things in that vein, not the episode for you. But well, not the story for you, because my uh, my story is free of these things. So 
on December 31st on the website on that grim dark place that we dare not tread on a forum on 4chan I'm so scared somebody posts quote we're creating a new gender to troll SJWs with what? <laughs> oh yeah 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 you know how but what's their plan like what is that gonna do you know the real menace SJWs yep not Rex Tillerson. Continued quote, Clover gender. A child trapped in a man's body who is attracted to other children. That's not a gender. <laughs> Pronouns. CL. Clur. Uh, self. <laughs> we will be trolling on Tumblr and Facebook. They also go on to Twitter. Continued quote. Needed. Propaganda images, accounts, and then a link to a Discord server. The symbol is of a four-leaf clover with one of the leaves. It's a stylized image, four leaves, but one of them is just a green outline. Gotcha. They're always after me, genders. And then, all over Facebook, all over Twitter, all over, you know... Your typical outlets. Clover Gender starts popping up with accounts. There's one in particular on Twitter. It's just it's just at Clover Gender. <laughs> Speaking of propaganda, they start making uh, images. You know, the, the sort of like blurred out person with another person, usually a man with a child. Stock images blurred out with, with ins- quote unquote inspirational text over it. For example... We don't choose who we are. We don't choose who we love. Love knows no age. Nope. Love is love. That, see, hashtag be proud, hashtag LGBTQ. No, 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 no. Totally fucking everything up. Okay. Then, January 4th! Mm Mm-hmm. You can't fool me. I'm the master of the date yelling. Who other but, you know, resident internet and real life fucking scumbag dirtbag who should be in prison, Martin Shkreli. Oh, boy. Urges Twitter followers to, quote, please spread Clover gender awareness. So for a group that, like, seems to love claiming other people are pedophiles and love to throw that word around... They've created a gender that is basically just pedophilia. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's and not a gender. It's, it's also not yeah, a gender. Exactly. This is the big one. And that's, well, and to be perfectly honest with you, that is where the story portion ends. But, be, I mean, because, like, well, it's, like, January 4th, and it's January 12th. It's eight days the, ago. Is the date of recording. But I think that there is some stuff to be said here uh, i talked about this on the live episode um god where to begin so i think a couple things one i think we should excise the word troll from our vocabulary you know 2017 rev- uh, resolution yeah 2017 well here's why i picked this story speaking of 2017 rev- resolutions you know Everybody's got a mantra. 
Every, everybody has something that they approach 2017 with. Mine's the and entire lyrics to Mambo Number no. 5. Yes. A little mine, bit of Monica in my life. Mine is Do Your Part. And I saw this, and these this shit specifically is is um something that should be talked about because there's one side that says don't feed the trolls which i think is bullshit i think you have to talk about the stuff and and this is this this is why i think that troll should no longer be a part of our uh vocabulary Mm -hmm. because this is more than trolling this is part uh, there is a history of people on 4chan coming up with synonyms or or, or uh, obfuscating language to describe pedophilia. Uh, one recent instance was MAP, which stands for Minor Attracted Person. Ugh. And yeah, exactly. Um, and. The, uh, you know we have uh, there's a bunch of words that describe like whether you're attracted to somebody who is like age 14 to 17 versus like 10 to 13 versus like 5 to 10 or whatever mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter nope. fucking lines gotta be drawn in the sand and when you don't talk about stuff like this um it it's it becomes normalized very easily and people will see something and not know what it is mm-hmm. and we'll just go oh like clover, clover gender. gender well and and here's the thing too um the clover bit is a play on the fact that 4chan's insignia basically is a four leaf clover and cuz they're like called 4chan yeah. yeah that's dumb wow they're dumb they're yeah. really dumb Okay, yeah, so here, yeah, here's the thing, is not only is can this not be considered, like, harmless trolling, because it's fucking gross, but also it's deliberately a, a, a front against... Decency. Uh, tra- no, transgender people. Oh, yeah, that's It's it. specifically mocking transgender folks, because there is a history... Uh, very long history uh and we're watching this even today with the bathroom laws yep. in north carolina that uh, and now i believe texas has a bill um oh, on the ballot that bathroom bill that suggests that being transgender means that you are inherently a sexual deviant yeah um well there's so- also there's also like what really sucks is they're taking the language um, cause there's the description of trans, of trans people that say like, I was born a man, but feel as if I am a woman on the inside. Yeah. And that is basically how they're able to explain their dysphoria. Yes. And what this clover gender thing is doing that really bugs me, you know, you know, I'm I'm picking the picking it apart and stuff. It's all terrible, but I really don't like how they're using the positive language or yeah. the descriptive language that trans people would use, which well, shows, was, which to me shows malice, yeah, and and, and snideness. And this it. is what people like this do: is they, you know, I talked about this with the live episode with Gamergate is, and I've talked about it other times, I believe, is 
Uh, yeah, you tool text me every you... night about Gamergate. Yes, every night. Every night before I go to bed. Every night before you go to bed, I send you a new horrible graphic <laughs> image. And I'm like, ah! Uh, I throw my phone um, at Jade. <laughs> she catches it in her teeth. Is they reappropriate the language of social justice, in this case, like the hashtag LGBTQ, be proud, um, and cloverphobia, or like child trapped in a man's body. Like, again, this is, th- they're saying that your gender is inherently tied to your sexual orientation and that therefore um it's okay to be attracted to and assault minors children specifically um and and how they legitimize this as well is by saying oh we're just trolling yeah, we're well. just having some fun just some making fun of an entire identity shines. and appropriating the language that they define themselves by uh completely misinterpreting uh, and 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 therefore attempting deliberately to devalue it um i you know it's fucked up but this is uh, i you know it's a very short story um but like i said i it, it has been big enough that i think that it needs talking about because you can't just go ah oh, the trolls like they're just they're just doing their thing because this is something now that could and probably has uh seeped into the mainstream zeitgeist legitimizes people who have like profoundly bigoted and uninformed beliefs about trans people so you do have to talk about it um and you can't and you can't be so dismissive as to say it's just people having a laugh because they're not and even even if that were true um like i said historically pedophiles with like the minor attracted persons thing historically pedophiles have been trying to come up with synonyms and and terms that like obfuscate the sort of things that they do um just in the same way that a chan says we're about free speech even though it is mainly it is primarily a child pornography website um well what's freer than child pornography I ask you. Kids not subjected to sex. That's abuse. right. There it is. That's oh, what wow, it look is. At that. Oh. Well, it's as da- well, it's me, Marius Eight Chan. Better shut down my website. Oh boy, um, Marius and Darius not related, but who knew? So you, I think it's it's something that's worth talking about because. Um, on one hand, you have just, like, the fucking horrible animal monsters on 4chan that are probably, uh, not probably, uh, almost certainly aware of what they're doing. And then you have the people who are legitimately engaging in pedophilia who will latch on to this and latch on to the... Any sort of legitimacy it brings them, or in any sort of chance it has to to kind of like smoke screen what they are actually doing and what they're actually about. So that's my first story of twenty. <laughs> <laughs> that's not your first. 
first story, the live episode. <laughs> it's my second story. Um, I would like to point out that Tom just laughed because he said something was his first story when it was his second. I don't know why he found that so funny. No, I was I I was laughing because both of my stories have been oh, yeah. incredibly dark. Um, Bummers. But you know what? It's important, and we got to talk about them, and it's short. So, Liam? Yes? Is it time for a word from our sponsors? I believe it is. Liam? Yes? You can confirm that today is, in fact, January the 12th, 2017. Confirm? You can also confirm that it is uh, 4.45 p.m. Yeah, you've got the 17 seconds, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, as you know, later today, at 8 p.m., Nintendo uh-huh. is premiering their new product. They are? They are in a live stream from Tokyo. But what I bet you didn't know... Well, I didn't know that, so... Was, well, that and... And? That ya boy... What? Has an insider, <gasps> has an inside contact at Nintendo. Is it Waluigi? Yes, my deep cover contact is Waluigi. He and I are lovers. And he, in our sordid affair, told me about Nintendo's hot new product, the Nintendo Witch. Okay. <laughs> Where are you going with this, Waluigi's lover? Listen, for, and, I, and again, this is all rumored, this is all leaked details, um... From my very hot and sensual love affair with everybody's uh, favorite, favorite tall and skinny boy, yep. Waluigi. What a mustache ride. Ooh. You're, oh, you're telling me, or rather, I'm telling you. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? The Nintendo Witch, priced at a meager 199 euros. Yep. Has to come, be euros. Will come to your house in a small box because this witch is very short. They did produce very small witches, and she will come into your home. And you know what she'll do, Liam? What will she do? Well, well, first of all, you'll look out your door, and you'll see Black Phillip, and you'll go, Oh, shit, it's that goat! He'll drop a cardboard box off at your door, and you'll open it up, and this very small, magical woman will pop out, and she will go, because <gasps> she's been trapped in a trapped cardboard in a box, box yeah. for God knows God, how long. Of course, of course. She will turn you all into Mario. <gasps> mm-hmm. Mario Mario? Mario Mario Mario. Mario. And then, oh, and it's not done yet. We're not done yet. It's not done yet. And then she will turn your place of residence into Sonic the Hedgehog. He Wait. will <laughs> it will be the same size. It will be a very, very large Sonic the Hedgehog. I and thought, then Okay. And then do you know what you and the rest of your loved ones and family and neighbors are going to do? Kill him? You're gonna fucking crawl inside his juicy wet why is it well no half of you are gonna go into his butt because sonic has to get that prostate stimulation and the other half are gonna get no you're gonna get the fuck bored out of you you're gonna get bored so goddamn like a a kind of meat in the middle situation yeah and you will all die it will be like an attack on titan situation you will rot inside the stomach 
um, until you die. A real Sarlacc pit situation. But, right. listen, who among us does not want to get bored by Sonic the Hedgehog? Uh, I don't. And and that's what the Nintendo Witch does, y'all. Ugh. Use Get the ready. promo code Media Majors and I'll shit in your mouth. Do you want to hear a story, you randy bastard? <laughs> I would love to hear a story, Liam. Tell All me right. a story. So we go to August 28, 1962, and a man named David Andrew Leo Fincher is born. Okay. Oh, 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 Okay. Took me took me a hot sec. There were a lot of there were a lot of first names in there for me to process. Um, but I did, and now I know that you're talking about David Fincher, who yes. does not have any other names, I'm sure you know. Yeah. Uh so this story is called David Fincher, America's Rascal. Aw. I love it. Uh love so, it already. Because he is. He really is. David Fincher is a director and producer. Um, he's, he started out directing music videos for Paula Abdul, Rick Springfield, Billy Idol, the Rolling Stones, and most recently, Jay-Z and JT, as in Justin Timberlake. Ooh. From a social Love network. me some Justin. Yeah. Uh, and of course, everyone knows him for his films. He's directed, and not in correct order, um, Alien 3, Panic Room, 7, The Game, Fight Club, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, The Re- American Remake, Gone Girl, Zodiac, Kirik's Case of Benjamin Button, Social Network, and a couple episodes of the Netflix first ever Netflix original series that he produced, House of Cards. Oh, I didn't know he was a uh, House of Cardsman. Yeah, he directed the pilot and the second episode, and I think he's, you know, in the credits as some sort of executive producer. Um... So there are a couple things that people don't know about David Fincher that I think are kind of fun. Um, so the first story is Gone Girl, one of my favorite David Fincher movies. If you watch that movie, you'll notice that Reese Witherspoon is a producer on it. That's weird. She's not a producer. Well, it turns out Reese Witherspoon brought the project to David Fincher, and David Fincher is so damn good at his job he told her that he he will do it, but he would not cast her in it. From an interview from an interview with Vanity Fair, Reese Witherspoon said, "But whenever David Fincher says he wants to do a project, you just sit back and say whatever you want to do." We had a long conversation where he was like, "You're not right for it, and this is why." And I actually completely agreed with him. David Fincher fucking gaslit her. Whoa! Into not doing Gone Girl, and he was kind of right. I just think that's amazing. So the takes, part two, the takes. Uh, Fincher is a perfectionist. Uh, For example, the opening conversation in the social network. Have you seen the social network? I have. So you know the opening conversation between Rooney Mara and Lex Luthor? Yes. Uh, (laughs) Zing, got him. Zing him. It lasts like, it's maybe a five minute scene, six minute scene. Pretty short. Yeah. Uh, it took them two entire days to get that scene right because David Fincher is known for doing hundreds of takes. A, I forget the name of this website. They interviewed Fincher when he was doing press for Gone Girl. And they, as they said, we had the gall to ask Fincher about the amount of takes he shoots. He responded with a mocking snoring sound. But more to the point, Robert Duvall's recent comments that uh, law, uh, lots of takes were the enemy of actors. 
specifically Robert Duvall was citing Stanley Kubrick, who would do similar things, make make the actors completely exhausted so that he could get takes. Yeah. And David well, we've talked about this on a previous ep of Media Majors, and I'm desperately hoping that this story does not end with David Fincher hates women. No, 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 no. Good. Look, there are certain people that are not that are not going to play with you, and I've worked with them. Fitcher explained, and there are certain people who do not get better after six or seven takes. And you gotta, you're putting together a basketball team. You got a point guard, a center, a power forward. Cameramen can be can uh, be a crybaby. A production designer can be an artiste, and you're negotiating all these personalities. Robert Duvall is a national treasure, and he should work the way he wants to work, and I respect that, and I think there are certain things that may or not may or may not be wooden about different kinds of performance styles. If you live in the moment, you respect that. That's your truth. I had this conversation with Justin Timberlake, Fitcher said. Uh, I said, look, if you're a guy in order to be alive, you need 30 cc's of nitroglycerin pumping through your veins to be on the 50-yard line of the Super Bowl and eight, with 80,000 people. If SNL is what you got to have from this situation, it isn't going to be that. We're going to micro-fracturally explore the, this text because all there is in this movie is people talking. We're going to pick that shit out of Pepper. We're going to find that moments between the moments and move and resonate. And if you're not willing to hit that hole a lot of times, don't do this. Because it's going to be agony for you. If the charge for you is wardrobe malfunction, you're not going to get that. There's not going to be a lot of surprises here. You're going to surprise yourself. I'm going to have you do it until you've gone past memorizing it. Gone past knowing your own name. Until we can get all the physical nonsense so ingrained that we can get to what the actual text is. Whoa, David. How cool David? is that? David, and then I Justin Timberlake to... Justin Timberlake heard those words and went, yes. And he delivers an incredible performance in yeah. a social network. David, I want you to crawl into my room very late at night. Very late at night while I am asleep. And I want you to whisper... Um, not sweet nothings, maybe more bitter, cruel nothings into my ear. <laughs> and I want you to change me fundamentally from the into core. A, yeah, exactly. Into a into a heartier person, because clearly yeah, he's. I mean, fuck. That's a that's a very charming quote. So listen. Well, listen. The, it keeps going. Um, talking about the social network now. Uh, David Fincher said, Philosophically, you either believe the characters are representing themselves as they truly are, or I believe philosophically that language was invented for people to be able to lie to one another. Fuck yeah, David, because guess what? Mark Zuckerberg is one of the biggest assholes of the 21st century. So to me, the interesting thing is that what someone's eyes are doing when they're swearing their allegiance to Mark Zuckerberg and his creation. That to me is what's interesting. So let's get past the point where you know what you're supposed to be doing and get to the thing where you know that shit inside and out and I can wake you up at 2 in the morning and I can go and you'll, you'll be able to perform. So that's just his theory about that's why he does millions and millions of takes. Fascinating. I um, love that. That's an inc that's a actually very intelligent ethos. Well, have you heard about what he did for Fight Club? No, I've Some not. of the tricks he used. So, um... You know, there's things we all know about Fight Club, like how he like skate, like Brad Pitt is in some shots very quickly, and there's yeah, like a yeah. Starbucks cup in every scene or whatever. Um, but there's some like fun stuff he did that will segment. We'll go into our last David Fincher segment, the pranks. Ooh, I love, <laughs> I love hearing about these. Some pranks. Uh, so you know the scene where Brad Pitt's like. I want you to hit me as hard as you can. 
right? To Edward I Norton. I do know about that. Uh, in the script, he was supposed to punch Brad Pitt in the stomach. Brad Pitt's getting ready to be punched in the stomach. David Fincher pulls Edward Norton aside and says, Hey, Eddie, what if you punched him in the ear? <laughs> and Edward Norton's awesome. like, that's a great idea. So in that scene, he punches Brad Pitt in the ear. And that reaction, the like 10 seconds of reaction are totally unscripted. That's totally real. Edward Norton walloped Brad Pitt in the ear and he went, Ow, did you punch me in the fucking ear? That's fucking amazing. It's such a great moment. It's such a great moment in the movie. Well, yeah, because that's exactly how I would react. Because I would be like, in the ear? In the fucking ear? Are you kidding me? (laughs) David Fincher just (laughs) laughing, cackling like a madman. Um, So Fincher and Pitt together actually got Edward Norton and a lot of other people back. Uh, They hosted a Y2K party in Mexico. This was on oh, New Year's Eve, 1999. No way. And uh, so everyone's partying, and Chuck Palahniuk, the author, is there, and this is from an interview from him. Uh, at midnight, Pitt and Fincher bribed the government to cut the power and the phone lines, making everyone believe that the Y2K phenomenon was real and that society collapsed. Then the lights came back on. And at that point, government troops burst in carrying AK-47s and arrested one of Pitt's friends on drug charges. Holy shit! In the clip, Pitt seems pretty amused when he talks about how the guy's fiancé was in tears as uh, (laughs) he was taken into the pitch black darkness by corrupt officer. (laughs) Hey, that's that's pretty funny. That's... Big fan of that. That's the best prank that's ever been pulled. You can't outdo that. And that's as far as Pitt has ever told the story. So presumably his friend is still in some form of Mexican incarceration. Thank you, Crack.com. Amazing. And the final prank. So did you know that Fight Club did not do well at the box office? I was aware of that. Do you know what film beat it? The Drew Barrymore comedy Never Been Kissed. Oh, yeah. Where a teacher wants to fuck his fake student. It's messed up. So there is a Never been kissed gag on the 10th anniversary fight fight club blu-ray and it's immediate upon insertion so fincher decided to send out some of the copies of the fight club of blu-ray for fight club when you put them in it's the dvd menu for never been kissed that's fucking beautiful and he even got drew barrymore's approval and he asked if they can do this and everyone was like yeah sure you wily little muskrat oh you fucking know that drew barrymore was down drew barrymore's awesome people there were like fifty thousand copies and people were like freaking out that's because so you know how fucking fanboy fight club boys are oh my god do i so ever. just imagine that they're watching you know they're they're ready for some faux nietzsche quotes and some mis uh misrepresented toxic masculinity they're, yeah you know how they're expecting to watch a movie that they don't understand is making fun of them yeah anyways that's just some of the pranks that david fincher has pulled i thought we'd just talk about one of my favorite directors for a bit have a nice little light-hearted chat i think he's an incredible director i think it's mm-hmm. so funny how gone girl like the whole movie is hilarious well, yeah, you you totally changed the way that I viewed his movies because you were like, Gone Girl's a comedy. To and, and, David Fincher, it's his version of a comedy. Like, yeah. to David Fincher, that's the funniest. That's why Ben Affleck is such, like, a doofy doof yeah. in that movie. And that's why Tyler Perry is really funny in it. It's because yeah. it's David Fincher trying to make, like, his version of Animal House. Yeah, and, and then 
like uh, seven is his version of of lethal weapon. Yeah, exactly. Which is fucking incredible. And like, fun uh, fact about seven: um, Kevin Spacey wasn't supposed to be the serial killer. It was supposed to be Michael Stipe from REM. Oh my god! Can you imagine? God. There is some perfect reality where Donald Trump is not president and R.E.M. boy is murder man in seven. Um, Amazing. And and I don't think Alien 3 is as bad as people think. Well, that was the first movie he made, and it's sort of the reason he became the way he is, because he had no control. He had no script control. He had no yeah. input. He had to follow a lot of rules that he didn't want to. So after that, he was like, no, my movie, my movie. Um, Benjamin Button, it was terrible. Like, it's, it's him trying awful. to do Oscar bait, and I think he just wanted the award because he should have got it for Zodiac. Oh, my God, Zodiac's so fucking good. Yeah, it's one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. Um, yeah. As a social say. network. Social network and Zodiac are like his fucking opuses. Yeah. Uh, you know... Uh, a big complaint about his movies is they're so subtle that assholes don't get that they're making fun of them but also like I don't know if that's totally a valid complaint I mean it's it's like it's an interesting discussion point but it's the problem that we have with a lot of fan bases yeah Um, it kind of reminds me of the Steven Universe fandom yeah uh, yeah like where I, they're uh, they're not seeing the nuances of the of the art and yeah like, like i don't think i don't think it's totally fair to shit on a director for not being able to account on how fucking stupid their audience will be um so that's that's media majors just a nice little little lean piece of lamb after yeah. the fatty pork shoulder of the live episode yeah uh Anything we have to plug? Uh, oh, you know what? If you want to check out all of everything I've ever written, go to nakedcriticism.wordpress.com. Super slick. Got all my shit. Got a bunch of categories for whatever you're interested in. Analytics. Uh, top 10. Comedy. I'm also, tonight, later, going to post my impressions of the Nintendo Switch live event. Oh, I forgot the Switch is... Oh, man. Mm Mm-hmm. That's going to be interesting. Same stuff for me. It's on the plug website. I got nothing up right now. Word. Listen to Shmanime. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Like and subscribe. Send us your stories. Happy 2017, y'all. Let's get get through this year together. Do your part. 2017, do your part. Uh, I forgot what my mantra was. Mambo number five. Play it out. Do your part, not your m- mambo number five. Lady, y'all remember, we'll be there for, for you. you.